0: You know, life is busy, but so is Satan. This is Five Minutes in Coffee brought to you by the Christian Strength. My name is Jerry, and I'd like to spend five awesome minutes discussing the inspired word of Hello, God. everybody. How you like another to episode coffee. of Five coffee. Minutes in Coffee? Let us do all things in him who gives us strength. I know it's been a while since we had our last bonus episode on a question for a Christian. But I have another question, which is, I'm single and I want to date, but how can I find another like-minded Christian? So this question is all about how to find someone who loves Christ that you can potentially develop a serious relationship with. Remember, this advice that I give will not pertain to each and every situation. However, if you are prayerful, God will reveal to you what it is that you should look for. And if you like this segment of a question for a Christian and you want me to do more of these, then I need you to send me some questions and I will do my best to give you a response from a biblical nature. And with that being said, let's get into today's question. So if you are truly considering getting into the dating game, whether you've been single or you've been married and you're looking to date again, the first thing that I recommend that you do is pray and ask God that he will guide you and that he will be with you. Because God knows the heart of everyone, but you don't. And we can hide our hearts from people, but we can't hide our hearts from God. Pray to God that whatever it is, that he'll protect you and that he will be with you throughout the process because you are going to need God in this relationship. If you are looking for someone who is like-minded and who likes Christ, then it will probably be a good idea to have God involved in your search process. The next thing to do, and this is very important, especially for us as people, because we want the best, but are we truly ready to examine ourselves to see what we are bringing to the table? You know, a lot of times we hear, we want we want a man that does this or looks like that, or a woman who has a certain look or the certain style about her, and we have all of these expectations, of the other person when we ourselves don't meet that criteria. I think in order to make this example, I'd like to share some things that we've all heard before, whether or not they are true or false, but I think it's easy to relate to this example because we've heard it so much. So let's think of a guy, he's dating and he's looking for a specific woman. She has to be a 10 out of 10 every single day. She has her makeup, hair done, nails, everything done to the T. And this guy is expecting a level of beauty from this woman. However, this same guy won't even practice proper hygiene, nor will he wear anything outside of athletic attire. And that's what I mean when I say, think about what you're expecting and evaluate where you are. Or let's think of something else that we've all heard, whether it's true or not. I think the example is easy. We may hear of a woman and her idea is, this man needs to make a certain amount of money. And she won't date any guy who brings anything less than this amount of money. However, if she were to examine herself, she has absolutely nothing to bring to the table in the relationship where she's demanding this from this guy. But she has nothing to bring to the table at all. And that's why I say you really have to examine yourself and what you're willing to bring to the table. I'm not saying that looking for these qualities are not a good thing, but I think it's a good idea to understand in what proportion you are relative to what you are asking for. Also, there's the idea of comparing. We as people, we love to compare ourselves to others, or we love to compare things that we have to other things. For instance, when we get on YouTube, we'll do things such as iPhone versus Android. This car versus that car. This type of camera versus that camera. We do these things in our mind because we are constantly comparing to see if what we have is better than something else or if the direction we want to go is better than the direction that we currently are in. And however, when it comes to relationship, this can work against us. So... For an easy example, let's say that um, you're going on these different dates and each date gets a grade, like a letter grade. Uh, A plus, A minus, C plus, D minus, etc. You know, depending on who you're dating, they get a grade. And let's say your first four dates are F minus. They are just terrible guys or they're a terrible woman and they're F minus and you know right off the bat... They are not the one for you. Praise God. He showed you day one that you don't need to be involved with this person. Your next three dates are F's. So they're not F minus, they're F's. And you're like, you know what? This is not the direction that I want to go. And then on your, I don't know, on your 10th date, let's say, you finally meet a D minus. And you compare that D minus to the F and the F minus, and you're like, wow. This person is really good. I really like the way this person makes me feel in relation to how these other people have made me feel. Now think about it. Is a D minus a grade that you are striving to get? No. So what I'm saying is in your prayers to God, you need to remember what you ask for to see if who you are dating actually matches what you want. Because if you're comparing who you're dating to the lowest of the low, most people are going to pass that test. But if you are measuring whoever you are dating to the spouse that you desire, it will help you to know whether or not you have found the right person. And I hope that makes a lot of sense. So when you are comparing, make sure you are not comparing individuals to other individuals, especially if they're F-type minus of people. Make sure you are comparing them to the godly standard that you set also. Just because you meet someone and it starts out great, it does not mean that it's going to end great. And just because you meet someone and it starts off bad, doesn't mean it's going to end bad. This is the reason why we need to be prayerful so that we can take our time. Think about what you do when you go on that first date. You're trying to find the right clothes. You're making sure that you, know, you have a decent haircut or your hair is done because what you're doing is you're putting your best foot forward and depending on what foot that is, it can make you feel really good, or if someone is putting their best foot forward, but they're nervous on their first date, it can make you feel really off and feel like, this isn't the person for me. So, if you meet someone and there's fireworks on day one, don't get so excited that you start overlooking red flags, because if they have one foot to put forward, you need to make sure you know what the other foot has in store for you. Otherwise, you could be in for a rude awakening. One of my favorite proverbs that I've ever read is an African proverb. And it says, when you date, you date with two eyes open. And when you marry, you close one eye. Basically, when you're dating, you have the option to accept what it is that you choose to accept. You go on with two eyes open and you see. Every single thing that that person does and you ask yourself, is this something that I'm willing to take on? But when you enter into marriage, you have to close one eye and you have to let a lot of things go because no one is perfect and you will need grace towards your spouse. So if you are not going to be willing to accept it in marriage, you should not be accepting it when you date. So to make my point, when you are dating, make sure that just because it goes well, on that first date, you don't overlook every single thing because you had one good date. Take your time and remember what you prayed for. And a another topic that's very important that often gets overlooked, especially with Hollywood and just the way the world is now is when you are dating, as much as it may sound good to engage in sex, you should really abstain from it because When you are dating someone that you don't know and you begin to physically engage in that relationship, what that does is it makes you feel a certain way. You are engaging in sexual relations, so this person makes you feel good physically, which means that because you feel good, you're more than likely willing to overlook any faults. You're more than likely willing to overlook any red flags because of how this person makes you feel. You know how we often sometimes hear those questions such as, would you eat trash? No, I wouldn't. Or, well, would you do it for $10,000? Would you do it for $100,000? And how once you begin to add money to the equation, you really begin considering at what price am I willing to eat trash or do whatever heinous thing that is being offered to you. And that's the way sex works. Once you engage in sex within a relationship, you begin to really start doing trade-offs. Okay, this person does disrespect me, but they make me feel a certain way physically. This person does talk down to me. This person is rude to my family. This person does take advantage of me. But because the way they make me feel, I'm willing to accept it and to move on with it. It's that same scenario of what are you willing to do at this certain price? But if you remove... Sex from your relationship, it allows you to approach it with a clear mind, which is, I'm not going to accept this or that because this is the standard that I have set for myself. Also, if you are engaging in sex while dating and not married, and you pray to God to help you find a Christian spouse, you have then removed God from your search committee. He is no longer with you because God is not going to participate in sin. So if anything, keep your relationship with God. Another item is, if you want a Christian spouse, don't think that because whoever you are dating came to visit church with you once or twice is all of a sudden going to become a truly involved Christian that's in love with Christ. It doesn't work that way. If that individual does not already have their relationship with Christ or they do not grow to form their own relationship with Christ, do not expect them once you engage in marriage for them to all of a sudden love Christ. I've seen it all too many times where someone is dating someone and they bring them to church um, every so often. And then and once they're married, you never see them again. They no longer have to maintain coming to church anymore because now they're married. They don't have to impress you anymore. If you expect your spouse to come to church with you, then you need to make sure they're doing it before you get married. And the last piece of advice is the most important piece of advice, which is take your time. There's no rush. Would you rather sprint to a bad marriage or crawl to meet your soulmate? You really need to take your time in who you're dating because once you're married, you have the expectation of fulfilling what God asks you to do. It's like working on a group project. If the group that you are in is terrible, That's awful for you because you're still expected to produce an A-plus grade. In the same sense, if you pick a spouse that is terrible for marriage, you are still expected to produce a godly marriage. So before you enter into marriage, you have to have a lot of conversations. And it's very important that everything is out on the table, such as how do you handle finances? Do you want children? How do you want to discipline children? Who's going to cook meals? What do you think about both spouses working? What do you think about traveling? Whatever question you have, you really need to get that out on the table so that when it is time to enter into marriage, you two are equally yoked and like-minded to produce a godly marriage. If you enjoyed this bonus episode of A Question for a Christian, go ahead and send me some more questions. I really enjoy thinking these through. You can email them to me at thechristianstrength@gmail.com. at gmail.com or you can message me on any of my social media platforms. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate me on Apple Podcasts. It helps others discover this podcast. This is Jerry with 5 Minutes in Coffee. Run out of time for this episode, but there is always time to please God. Stay connected with me. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Christian Strength. And we might just find time for another 5 Minutes in Coffee.